Making Menuhin is made possible by a generous contribution from the Linhart Foundation. Maya Angeli Buchanan still remembers her introduction to classical music. My mom started playing um, some music in our car, just on a car ride. It was late fall and they were driving down a dirt road in South Dakota. The nearly bare tree branches glistened with ice as the sun set. And I believe it was Pierre Gintz, something about a troll, some music about a troll. The score for the popular Ibsen satire Pierre Gintz captivated three-year-old Maya, who started kicking her feet. It was like really scary and rhythmic and I just really took to that and I was like dancing and like, you know, just going crazy with the music in the back seat. Seeing Maya's enthusiasm for music, her mom signed up all three kids for a Suzuki program in Rapid City. When we start Suzuki, we're not actually allowed to use an actual violin. So I technically started on a cardboard box. <laughs> it was a Fruit Loops box, I think. And so we like put a little scroll on it and attached little fake strings. Another day Maya remembers clearly when she graduated to a real instrument, a tiny 116th size violin they bought from a music shop in town. I got to tie little fake roses on the pegs and kind of decorate it a little bit and it was so exciting. From those origins, hearing the mischievous music of Pierre Gint holding that bright red Fruit Loops box and covering her first real violin with stickers, Maya has gone to places she never expected and discovered that music would open her eyes to a whole new way of seeing the world. This is Making Menuhin, the inside stories of the world's best young violinists. Starting the violin was incredibly tough. I definitely did not like it at first. You know, it can sound very piercing, but it can also sound very warm and vocal. The feeling I got after the performance was really something special, and I think that's why I still continue playing. Every two years, the Menuhin competition takes place in a different city around the world. The competition was originally scheduled to take place in Richmond, Virginia in 2020, but it was postponed to next year due to the coronavirus pandemic. Ahead of that, we're making this podcast to introduce you to some of these talented young violinists competing in what's known as the Olympics of the Violin, a musical, cultural, and educational exchange founded by Yehudi Menuhin. I'm your host, Sarah Schilling. On today's episode, we hear from 20-year-old Indian-American violinist Maya Anjali Buchanan. She's performed in Europe, China, and across the U.S. She's also a top medalist of the Washington, Stolberg, Stradivarius, and Johansson international competitions. My name is Maya Anjali Buchanan. I was born in Rapid City, South Dakota. I have two siblings who also play instruments, but not as, as their careers. I'm the daughter of two physicians. My mom is a retinal surgeon, so she's an ophthalmologist, and my dad is in internal medicine, and he specializes in geriatrics. Um, and I have three dogs that I'm obsessed with. 
I loved growing up in the rural, you know, Black Hills of, of South Dakota. I loved having the open space and the mountains. I would get up and I would practice and then I would go out with my dogs and go down to the farm, go down to the barn and, you know, get the eggs, <laughs> pick up the eggs from the chicken coop. Then we'd go feed the cows, feed the horses, you know, I used to ride the horses once in a while. So it was always kind of like a fun thing. It was never like, it never felt like work to, to me at least. I'm sure my dad would say differently, but, but for me it was always fun to go down to the barn. We would always go hang out there and it was nice. I, since I was homeschooled, I had a lot of time to just spend practicing and working on the violin and doing what I loved and also, you know, exploring and being outside, growing up on the farm and being around animals. I used to go out and play my violin for the for the steer, actually, when they were just calves, when you get them when they're babies, and they would always come and right up to the fence and listen to me play, and I, I like to think they, they kind of liked that. Trying to pursue classical music in such a rural community is, is very difficult, so we had to, you know, go out of the way a lot and put a lot of effort into it. Um, it was definitely worth it, of course, but it, it's, it's not easy. Just getting to our lessons and finding the teachers and I started traveling to Dallas, Texas when I was in third grade, so I believe I was about eight. And yeah, that was that was crazy. <laughs> my whole family, both of my parents, me and my two siblings, we would all pack up and fly to Dallas, Texas for a week. And we would all have lessons and theory classes. And then we would all fly back. <laughs> and then we would be at home for a month. Um, that was that was pretty pretty radical and it was one of the best experiences. I mean, it was one of the best things we ever did. I would not be where I am today without having done that. So, I'm very grateful, but it was crazy. I mean, it was really crazy at the time. I honestly did not really like the violin until I was like 12 years old because I was homeschooled. I didn't have a lot of friends. I wasn't into a lot of other activities. And I never really realized what a toll that kind of lifestyle had on me until I've been thinking about it recently. But I was lacking that that social aspect of it. And so I think I, I definitely loved the violin because it was something for me to like really put my time and passions into. And then when I finally started getting that social side of it, it really just opened up everything for me and it was great. Maya's musical world expanded when at 16, she won the Chicago Symphony Orchestra Young Artist Competition and had the opportunity to perform with the World Class Orchestra. Now a student at the Curtis Institute of Music in Philadelphia, Maya says she continues to grow through the skill and wisdom of her teachers and impromptu listening sessions with her peers. 
And while she's a classical musician, Maya also takes inspiration from one of the world's most famous rock bands. I'm definitely a huge fan of Queen. I guess I just kind of came across them from my dad. You know, we started by listening to, of course, Bohemian Rhapsody, and then his favorite song is Bicycle Race. So I just remember hearing a couple of those really famous Queen songs from when I was younger. And just as I was growing up, I've always really enjoyed more of the, you know, 80s kind of music. You know, I love Billy Joel, the Beatles, all of that. You know, these are all artists that I look up to a lot because they have their own voice and they're saying exactly what they want to say and they have their own style. And that's, you know, what I I want in the end, of course. So I think in that way, they are really inspiring and I want to find my own voice like that. I'm now studying with Ida Kavafian at Curtis, and she has been very different for me than my past teachers in the way that she kind of forces me to get outside of my comfort zone. And she's always wanting me to learn music that I don't have any experience with and like composers that I've never learned before. And she's always, you know, making me figure out all my own decisions and she never wants to give me too much help which I think is a great thing because in the past I've had a lot of help and that guidance has been really really great but she's you know making me make a lot of my own decisions now which is very liberating and very terrifying. My first solo performance with orchestra was in Kansas, Ottawa, Kansas. I was at the Brian Lewis Young Artist Program and I was really scared. I was so terrified, but it was so amazing. I mean, once I started playing, I was not nervous. I just was having so much fun. Having the orchestra behind me was like nothing I had ever experienced before. It's it's so different than just playing with a pianist because it's just like, a huge sound wall behind you, but it's also, I don't know, it feels protective in a way, at least for me, it doesn't feel like it's like overpowering me, it's just kind of like support behind me. my violin on loan from the Stradivarius Society in Chicago and that's a really really great organization and they basically loan out instruments to you know young and -and up-and-coming artists and musicians and so yeah I I auditioned and they decided a donor decided to loan out a Del Jesu to me so I have an amazing violin. I believe it was made in 1731, so it's very old, very fragile. I, like, every time I hold it, I'm, like, freaking out, <laughs> but it's it's an amazing instrument, and I'm really, really lucky to have it. Mm-hmm. 
the third and fourth movements of the Bach C major sonata. This is the Largo and the Allegro Assai. I really like these two movements of Bach. I think they're my two favorite movements of, of the Bach violin sonatas and partitas. I have a lot of experience with them. I feel like just my history with them is what makes them so special to me. I've played them in a lot of performances, a lot of different competitions, different settings. Um, I played the third movement for my grandfather's funeral last year, um, so that's very meaningful to me. Um, now I just feel like I know them well enough to the point where I can have a very clear opinion about how I want to play it and how I want it to sound. That's a very satisfying feeling of just knowing exactly what I want and being able to deliver that. You know, that's what it is to, to be a musician. So I feel very close to these two movements. I had the pleasure of performing with the Chicago Symphony, which of course is one of the most memorable experiences. But also another really, really memorable experience was a relatively recent performance that I had in Rapid City, South Dakota at home. Um, I feel like every time I perform there with the orchestra, it's just such a satisfying experience because that's literally where I grew up and the people playing in the orchestra behind me are people who literally took care of me, who watched me grow up, who started me in music. So, you know, being able to walk out on stage and just perform for the audience, but also for, for them playing in the orchestra is such a valuable experience. I just, I love performing back at home. Maya Anjali Buchanan is a senior competitor in the Menuhin competition. On today's show, she performed the third and fourth movements, Largo and Allegro Assai, from Bach's Sonata No. 3 in C major for solo violin and Paganini's Caprice No. 5. Watch video of Maya at our website, vpm.org violin. <laughs> Making Menuhin is a production of VPM. Thanks to the Linhart Foundation for its financial support. Hilary Ray recorded our interview with Maya in Philadelphia. Today's interview was conducted by Mike Goldberg. Our executive producer, Catherine Comp, wrote and mixed today's show, and it was edited by managing producer Peter Solomon. Wes Swing performed and recorded additional music for Making Menuhin. Our digital and support team includes... Angela Messino, Ashley Branch, Louise Keaton, Benet Mosby, Gavin Wright, and Marshall Lloyd. Steve Humble is VPM's Chief Content Officer. Support this show by going to vpm.org slash donate. 
Find more Making Menu in episodes wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review. It helps spread the word about the show. I'm Sarah Schilling. Until next time, keep practicing. VPM.